Folks, it's time to interview the real star of the show at this point in time. And Bianca is a 26-year-old woman who has cerebral palsy. Uh, when she was born, her parents were told that she would never walk, but they refused to believe that prognosis. And mom and dad are just in the booth next door waiting for this interview to start. Like, okay, enough of the actresses. Let's get to my daughter. <laughs> so they took Bianca to Budapest, of course, as you do, because at the time there were no effective therapies for CP offered here in Canada. They ended up staying in Budapest for six years, two to three months at a time. Bianca did her therapy at the, is it called the Peto Institute? Peto or Pito? Which is it? Peto. Peto. Like as in Geppetto from, what was that called? Pinocchio. 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 Wow. As in Geppetto, yeah. Yeah. What does Peto Institute, what does that stand for? Do you know Peto? I have no idea. Okay, well that works. (laughs) And there she learned how to crawl, sit, and walk. Eight hours a day, five days a week. Wow. They made her walk through ladders, walk up and down boxes, walk up and down stairs, and participate in a, a lying program. I think I participated in that program a long time ago. Different kind of lying, though. Um, what, what is a lying program? So the lying program just consists of, like, um, exercises like raising your arms and um, lifting your legs up and kneeling, high kneeling and stuff like that. Sounds like yoga. Yeah. Okay. A lot of stretching, a lot of lying, a lot of... So uh, hours and hours of muscle stretching is basically what it is, yeah. right? Yeah. All of this while being homeschooled, uh, which now means, because I like you, uh, that I have to stop making fun of homeschoolers. So I'll stop doing that now, officially. Bianca made a lot of friends in Budapest, but she missed out on school and relationships back at home. And then, when she was 17, she found out that the March of Dimes in Toronto was doing the same kinds of therapy, finally. So they moved back to Canada. And here's a quote from you. I'm so glad that my parents found out about the pedo and March of Dimes, because if it wasn't for conductive education, I wouldn't be where I am today. What's conductive education? So conductive education is basically a program for people with uh, cerebral palsy and all other kinds of disabilities. And what they do is um, they try and make you walk better, and they just do exercises um, to strengthen your muscles. Excellent. I could use that today because I'm getting so flabby. Bianca, have you ever seen man boobs? You don't ever want to see those. <laughs> They're just not good at all. Um, here's uh, continuing to quote Bianca. My mom and grandmother are the people I looked up to. I look up to the most. Ever since my mom found out that I had cerebral palsy, my mom has been there for me. I remember one day I came home uh, when we were living in Budapest, and she had wiped down the whole floor, then got on her hands and knees and taught me how to crawl. My mom is such a role model for me ever since she found out I had CP. She's always tried to make things better for me. She took me to all kinds of doctors and therapies, including hyperbaric op- oxygen chamber. I mean, oxygen yeah. therapy. I keep saying chamber. <laughs> I guess it is a chamber. It you is go a in chamber. Yeah, yes, okay. you go in it. Was that scary, being locked yeah. in one of those? Do you get claustrophobic? Like, you're I like, do. Oh, and then you breathe more, but then you breathe in oxygen. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> okay. She also took me to Florida to receive biofeedback where they put electrons on my legs and monitored my walking on a computer. Yes. That's got to be a weird thing. It is a weird thing. It's a very weird thing. And so did you pass? Yeah, I did. Okay, well, that's good. (laughs) My mom even quit her job as soon as she found out so she could take care of me. Come on. I love my mom so much. She's my inspiration. She still continues to fight for me every day, as does and does as much to, as she can to help me. I would not be here if it wasn't for my mom. Sounds like we're doing a Mother's Day commercial. <laughs> By the way, if you want to check out March of Dimes, you go to marchofdimes.ca, marchofdimes.ca. Okay, that's the end of the introduction. Bianca, it was nice to have you here. Bye-bye. <laughs>
How are you today? I'm good. How are you? you? I'm, I'm well. Do you have good days and bad days like everybody else? Yes. Or as, I guess specifically as far as cerebral palsy is concerned, like does the weather affect you or not? Um, sometimes it does, yeah. Does it? What's a bad day for you with cerebral palsy? Um, a bad day would be like when I get up in the morning and I just feel really off balance. Off balance? Yeah. So you go to stand up and you feel sort of wobbly? Is that yeah. how it works? Yeah. If you hadn't done the therapies that you've done, um, what would what would life be like for you right now? What would you look like? How would you walk? What would What would we notice differently about you? So I would totally be in a wheelchair. Um, no wow. walking there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Why would you be in a wheelchair? Um, just the doctors told my parents that I'd always be in a wheelchair if I didn't have any therapies. Would your body look differently, do you think? I really don't know. Yeah. Because remember R.J. Mitty, the guy yeah. who spoke at the March of Dimes Gala, who played the kid on Breaking Bad, Yeah. who had cerebral palsy in the movie Breaking Bad or in the television show Breaking Bad. But the, remember he said he had to act like he, his cerebral palsy was worse? Because yeah. he doesn't need the braces, but he used them. And then he said he, he his voice, he kind of made that worser. That's a real word. <laughs> Um, but did he not also mention the fact that his feet were facing different directions or something? Oh, yeah, he did. Um, when I was younger, my feet were facing inward, so I couldn't really walk properly. They were like, I was stumbling over my feet. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Does it frustrate you how people respond to you sometimes? For example, let me throw this out at you. When people do the extra Canadian sympathy dance with you and they go, oh, are you okay? Oh, princess. Oh, baby. You've got cerebral palsy. Oh, I feel so bad for you. I, oh, do you want to punch them in the face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How do, what, give me an example of, um, other than the awkward one I just gave you, of how somebody might respond to you or react to you that you notice but they don't know that you notice and it frustrates you um so when i'm in the malls with my mom um i just i take my wheelchair my manual wheelchair because it's too it's a long distance for me to walk yeah and i understand kids like wanna um have that experience and ask you questions and ask their mothers and fathers questions. But, like, here I am in my wheelchair, and they're staring right at me with their mom, and they're, like, pointing at me going, Mom, why is that girl in a wheelchair? And their mom's turning to them being like, Oh, honey, maybe she has a problem. I don't don't really like that in certain ways. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm so desperate for attention, I wouldn't mind that. Right? I want people to stare at me and laugh at me. And, oh, my yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. What is the future for you? Are you going to get better or worse? Um, I'm hopeful that I'll get better, like, with a lot of exercise and um, if I eat right. And I'm hopeful that I'll get better. I really don't want to get worse. No, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Are you scared? Yes. Wow, you said that so quickly. (laughs) You are scared, huh? I am scared. What are you scared of? What are you afraid of? 
I'm afraid that um, one day if my parents die and um, if I have to live on my own and, you know, if I get married and all that stuff, I'm just scared that I won't be able to live my life that I would live now um, because my parents helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm just really scared of that. Mm -hmm. Wow. See, that's the kind of stuff the rest of us... I don't know. We don't think about. It. We don't process, right? Because we're not as dependent on other people. True. Is that? Does that? I mean, it, obviously, it makes you a stronger person. You're it's seven that. stinking teen years old, <laughs> right? You're seventeen. I'm twenty-seven. No, you're seventeen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I saw you, I looked and I, I said, "Look at that!" This, you know, and I looked at you and went, "Oh, she's a teenager, and she's so you know." No, no. But in my brain, you're you're just this young Twinkie kid. Please don't take that the wrong way. But you're just this little, cute, young girl. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I want to be 17. <laughs> but I, I want to know. Now, you're going to not like me for this, but I told you I was going to ask you this question. Okay. You ready? Yeah. How does having cerebral palsy affect your dating life? Um, well, when I was, uh, I was recently in a two-year relationship and um, at first, the guy was all like, oh, hi, I'm dating you, whatever. Like, and he was all accepting of me. And as the relationship progressed, um, he saw me taking wheelchairs and having my walker when I was with him and stuff like that. And he just didn't like the fact that I did that. He's like, he's, he told me a thousand times that, I don't like you using a walker when you're with me, and I don't like you taking wheelchairs. And I said, why? And the fact of me taking wheelchairs was because um, he didn't like waiting around for me, and plus they had to like pick up people and drop people off, and he didn't like the fact that I was using that method of transportation. You said earlier in that when you're explaining this thing, you said he, uh, he told you a thousand times that he didn't like you taking well trans or using your walker. Yeah. Do you know how many times he should have gotten to say that to you? Once. Yep. I'm sure your dad is in the other room agreeing with me ferociously. Because if any guy ever said that to my daughter, uh, I would need a lawyer to stay out of prison. <laughs> I bet my dad wanted to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, Dad, uh, don't do that, right? Call me because they won't make the association if they find the body. They'll go right to you. Okay? Thumbs up. All right. But two years, right? I mean, yeah. here's what I want to know. When a guy likes you, do you get so excited about a guy liking you because I've got cerebral palsy and a guy likes me? Oh, my goodness. Do you think sometimes maybe you sign off? Like you, you sign off on a guy because you think, if a guy likes me and I got cerebral palsy, I need to like him back. I do, yeah. So I'm going to, oh, how do I say this nicely? Stop that. <laughs> okay. You, I mean, I don't know you. And I saw you, the first time I noticed you was when you opened your mouth. And you talked up at, in front of a crowd full of fancy people at the Royal York Hotel. And you nailed it. You were such you are such a great communicator. Thank you. And I think you know you're a good communicator, which is why you wanted to get into what kind of school? I wanted to 
do radio broadcasting. Radio broadcasting. Yeah. And what happened? Um, I tried out for that. Uh, I tried out for that program, and they didn't. Uh, they didn't accept you. They didn't accept me. Thank you. Yeah, that's okay. All right. Does that bug you? Yes. Do you think they didn't accept you because you have cerebral palsy? No. Why it's didn't they accept you? More the fact that I can't write essays that well. Okay. All right. I just can't protect. Why am I all protective? I feel like you're like <laughs> I have no a idea. S- second dad or something here. Sorry, dad. It's getting weird. No, in I here, feel but- like you are a second dad. <laughs> wow, that's kind of nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, I'm too old to be a dad. <laughs> I'm a grandfather now. Oh, yeah, that came out. Sorry. Um, you know, I, I want to talk to Leah, who's sitting beside you, the first actress that's sitting beside you. We have another actress on the other side. Buddy, you've got two actresses in here. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Leah, um, when when uh, Bianca was sharing earlier, you're, you teared up. Why? Where'd the emotion come from? Um, Get in touch with that actor. I know. I am... Um I'm really struck by how honest you are and vulnerable. It's just something that's very beautiful, I think, to see. I think a lot of us in life walk around um, uh, without that. You know, we build walls and we have protective defenses. And uh, I just was really struck by how, how honest you are and how vulnerable you're allowing yourself to be. I, th- I find it very beautiful. Um, and sharing, sharing fears like that so openly you know, I just, uh, I was really struck hmm. by that. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. No, I'm not. That's, That's why you're no, here. No, you're not. It was totally <laughs> put you on the What's it look like under the bus there, <gasps> Leah? I don't feel like I'm under the bus. No, I know. But it, it is part, like, I, that's what I strive to do in life, too, you know, is, uh, is, is try to be open and vulnerable like that. Uh, but that was, you just did that so easily, and it was, it was beautiful. Hmm. Thank you, Leah. Madeline, you have two girls of your own. And if Bianca was your daughter, hearing some of her story that you've just heard right now, um, what I don't know, what's your reaction as a mom to Bianca's story? You know, I, I, I'm reacting more as a peer <laughs> to her, Interesting. Not, not a mom. Because why? Because I have my own uh, longstanding health issues, and I am, I am afraid like she is. Yeah, afraid of what's going to happen to me. I mean, most people don't know that I uh, manage severe rheumatoid arthritis, and it has um, taken over my body in such ways that I've lost a lot of ability, and it's just going to continue that way. And mm. I have to be after my body the same way Leah does. Um, maybe not... Bianca? I mean, I'm sorry, beyond the way yeah. Bianca mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Um, because if I don't stretch and go through my regimen every single day and have therapy a couple of times a week, mm. my muscles that I can't use very vigorously because of my joints will start to contract and start to go to sleep a little bit and it won't be long before the whole body is thrown even more out of whack because you can't step properly, you can't grab properly, you can't blah, blah, blah. So. I just, when she said that, I mean, I probably could have teared up too, but I just went, I'm afraid to, uh, <laughs> Bianca, <laughs> I'm afraid to. And I, what I want to ask is how do you deal with that? And, and do you have envy that you deal with when um, you watch other people walk mm, or throw question. a ball? Yeah. Or, you know? yeah, I definitely do. 
And I just deal with it going on with my day and getting up in the morning and saying, you know what, like, I'm living today. So that doesn't really bother me as much. Yeah, boy. Easier said than done. You said that very easily because I'm sure you do that easily, but I don't don't always do that so easily. (laughs) Good for you. We are in the studio with Bianca Salvo and uh, Bianca, (laughs) Tim, go in the hallway, will you? Okay. Um, what do you think of Tim? Is he just a bit weird? He is a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh. Tim. But I, I really... I'm not appreciating that honesty right now. <laughs> no, but I really enjoy your company. <laughs> <laughs> that's Good nice. That's nice. Well done. That's like, that's like when girls used to say to me, you know, you're, you're really... It's not you, it's me. You know? Back in the day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I really like his impressions. He's such a good impressionist. He is. Yeah. Bianca, what I really want to know about you, and one of the reasons I've got you on the show, and I, do, I, do, I don't know if you have a God background or if you've ever done church or what your beliefs are, and I don't really care what your beliefs are, but what I want – well, I do. But what, what I'm trying to say is every person I know who has – who their, you know, their body has been struck with some something, some bad thing, some – anguish in their life, right? Or yeah. they've lost someone or there's been some darkness that they've had to process. Um, has always, whether they, I don't know, again, wherever their beliefs are, they've looked upwards to the sky and sort of gone, thrown their arms up in the air and gone, really, God? Mm. Really? Yeah. Have you ever done that? Yes, I have. You have? Yeah. So what have you, have you grown up with God stuff or belief or church or other things? Like, what have you grown up with? Yeah, I, I've grown up in a Catholic family. Like, we always went to church and stuff like that. But now that I'm older... Um, Do you struggle with belief? I just, I struggle with belief a lot. And um, if there is actually a God, I would ask him, why didn't you do this to me? And right. I've always thought to myself, why did God do this to me is... Uh, did he make me this way? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, do you think God gave you cerebral palsy? I really don't think God gave me cerebral palsy. I just, I'm really mad at the fact that I have a disability and why he chose me to have a disability. Right. I really don't know why, but. Does it make you question even if there is a God? Yeah. It does, eh? Yeah, I would wonder um, if God is real, then is he interactive? Because there seems to be so much bad stuff out there. Yeah, there is. And it seems like bad is winning. I mean, I don't know. Is this a good time to bring up Donald Trump? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it just seems like the world is getting worser, not better. And worser is a real word, okay? Don't let anybody kid you. It's a real word. And so maybe there is a God. Uh, and, but maybe God spin the world, he spun our planet, and then he split. Maybe. maybe he's not as interactive as we think. Have you ever had anybody say to you, well, Bianca, you, you, you just need to ask God to heal you, and he'll heal you? Oh, yeah, many okay. times. Have you ever seen anyone be healed of anything? No. <laughs> I would be afraid of asking God for healing with that thought in the back of my mind, what if he doesn't? 
then why would I then then how will I feel if I ask God to heal me and I believe in a God and I ask this God to heal me and then I'm not healed what do I do about God then do you understand that thinking I do but I I never would ask God to heal me heal me in the sense that because I don't think he heals people I think they have to heal themselves interesting hmm did church bore you when you were growing up? It did bore me a lot. <laughs> you said that so quick again. <laughs> I love your answer. very it's honest. Very honest. <laughs> Do you think that hurts your mom and dad's feelings or their, their, their view on faith? Do you think it scares them that you are not sure if there's a God? I do think it scares them, yeah. Yeah. So... Wait, do they know you feel this way, or is this the first time you've said this? Because they're in the other room, right? So I don't want any fights on the way home. (laughs) No, they always knew I felt this way. Really? Yeah, you strike me as someone who who doesn't keep everything inside all the time. Yeah, no, really. (laughs) 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 I don't. Yeah. Madeline, what about you and the the whole asking God for healing thing? Because, you know, you're kind of a big Mm -hmm. Jesus girl. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, have you asked God to heal you of your rheumatoid arthritis? Oh, yeah. And how's that gone? Um, I was not healed. Um, but I I do believe that we are, we are confined in, in this moment in a decaying world. Things happen that we can't understand. Unlike Leah, I was born healthy and I had an incredible life before I was crushed. Please. Bianca? I'm sorry. Why do I keep doing that? It's okay. Because I can't see past Leah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bianca, forgive me. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I guess I've just uh, accepted the fact that these things are going to be possibly for a while. Uh, I may never have any any truth about why I have this. There are some genetics, but I don't think they were... Um, determinate genetics. I think some other things may have come into play. I may never know what it is, um, but God has promised me eternal healing. And until then, I, like many other people, have got to uh, figure out how to accept, how to transcend, and how to watch other people do it better than me and and try and do that. And... uh, But you live in a world where people have claimed that God has healed them. Yes. Yes. And do you believe that God has healed those people? Um, you know, I know some people who I have no reason not to trust, and they have experienced healing of kinds, like healing of asthma or, um, yeah, some other things. I just can't say I don't believe them. Mm-hmm. People I don't know who claim that, yes, I have to wonder. Because disease comes in all manner. Sometimes it comes on through stress. Sometimes it's a transient thing for some people. And so they think they've been healed when it was always going to be a transient thing. Right, right, I, right. I just ponder. I don't say much anymore. Back in the early days, there used to be all of this debating if you don't have enough faith. you know. And I took that on for a while. I took that on for a while. And then I just had to come to acceptance because I thought... Like Bianca says, I have a I have a life to be thankful for, hmm. and why do I think I should be healed? And you look around, and there are billions of other people who may not have diseases, but they don't ever get to eat. Why am I going to waste my time um, wondering why I should be special? Hmm. Because the reality is, I'm looking around. I believe God loves His creation, and for this finite amount of time, there's chaos, hmm. and. So I, I, I never, you know, I settled it at, at some point to accept it and, um, 
and not to think that I'm better than anyone else, that yeah. I shouldn't yeah. have this. Really well said. I don't know. No, 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 you do know, and you communicated that brilliantly. Bianca, what do you think about what Madeline just said? Is there anything that stood out there for you that you agree with, that you disagree with, that you'd never heard before? Or were you not listening like me? (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree with everything she just said. Um, I really like the part where, like, where she said, um, why me, or don't, or don't say, like, why me, and because there's other kids in this world. I really like that part. But it's hard. It's got to be hard, It's hard to think that. Yeah, because we all know we're supposed to go, well, who am I to complain about my thing in my life when other people have it worser? Again, real word. (laughs) So it's hard. And I think there's something about us as Canadians, too, that Americans complain more than we do. Yes. Like Madeline's American. Well, oh, I don't can see. <laughs> <laughs> talking about you, necessarily. <laughs> you necessarily is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to get married? Well, yes. I'm not asking you to get married. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want to get married. Do you? Yes. Yeah. Do you have an age limit? I'd like to get married by. I'd love to get married by the age 27, but that's not going to happen. Why? Why isn't it going to happen? Because I'm 27 in August. <laughs> There's no way you're 27. You're just a little girl in my brain. You're a tiny little cute curly thing. You're 20. You're going to be 27? Yeah. Wow. So you've got uh, you got a month to get married. <laughs> Basically. Your, your dad just uh, started sweating in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> Mom too. You, what, about, what about children? Have they said anything like, let's say you get married and, okay, A, do you want children? And B, I don't know anything about your physiological scenario, having CP. Is there any issue having kids? Do you know? Um, well, I would love to have children, but I'm sorry, like, for the ki- people watching this, but, I mean, listening to this, mm-hmm. but um, the doctor said I can't. So, yeah. When did you find that out? Um. Recently? Years and years ago? I would say when I was, about when I was about 20 years old. Okay. And they kept telling me this, and I kept denying it, but that's the real fact, and I have to live with it. Yeah. What's that feel like, knowing that you can't have... A uh, child of your own. Oh, I went home the day, the first day they told me, and I bawled my eyes out. Yeah. Um, I don't really like seeing people on TV that have kids and, like, seeing movies with kids in them because it makes me feel down. Right. Wow. I'm so sorry about that, that news, that information, because, um, ooh, I don't know if I should say this you see this is why i do a radio show because i say <laughs> things like i don't know if i should say this and then i go ahead and say it anyway <laughs> it's so, okay you'd be an amazing mom thank you i'd love to adopt a child someday you know okay so i want i didn't want to put those words in your mouth because despite contrary belief i'm not an incredible jerk i'm just a little jerk <laughs> it's okay you're not a jerk no well yeah. <laughs> okay um I'm. I'm. It's cool that you said that, because I'm adopted. Oh, really? And I'm really, really thankful that 
that uh, my birth family adopted me. Really, oh, really gosh. thankful. Awesome. So if that if that happens, then you go, girl. Thanks. <laughs> okay, I should never say that again. <laughs> no. Do you have do you have siblings? Yes, I have one sister. One sister, younger or older? Younger. Of course, because you're like forty two <laughs> or whatever you are. I wonder if your mom was scared to have another child. Probably, I think she was. Because what if what if she has cerebral palsy? Yeah. But she took the chance, and I love my sister, so. That's good. That's good. Is your sister nice to you? She is nice to me, Does really. Does she get nice. sick of you getting all the attention? I think sometimes, but she has, um, I mean, she has her moments, but that's really not her concern. Yeah. So every person I know who is the brother or sister of someone who's fighting some battle in life, like cerebral palsy or MS or whatever, they've got an they've got an appreciation. They have an awareness that a lot of other siblings don't have, because they have this brother or sister who's got who's struggling hard against life with whatever it is, and they get to appreciate that position a little bit more. Yeah. Well, my sister has her own issues too. Like she has um, a a disease and she like we were there for each other good for you that's cool really really cool okay so let's now let's let's jump uh, into the happy stuff because we got all okay we got all <laughs> down and depressing there uh, sort of leonard cornville uh, <laughs> what what do you like to do what are your hobbies I love you know what hold on this is what, how i really want to ask that question yeah what can you do <laughs> that's a good question um I can hang out with my friends. I can swim. Can horseback ride. I can what? Ski. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa! You can horseback ride? I love horseback riding. Like horses are my life. If I can live on a horse, I would live on a horse. Wow! I bet you, your dad would say nay to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm here all week, kids. Hey, okay, once a week I'm only here. You know, I grew up on horses. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah been a long time in in the horse world and and uh, winston churchill do you know who that is yes okay who is he prove it to me well i've heard of him okay that's all and i wanted to know i know him by the internet but right. i don't know him know him so he's a fat guy that used to run england okay oh true what not a good uh, no, no? Much sorry more than that he's a cigar smoker that used to yeah, and drink and, and yeah drank a lot of scotch save the free world okay, okay what I tim never said knew that. no anyway he, one of his famous quotes is the best thing for the inside of a man and he meant mankind but it was a sexist generation back then um is the outside of a horse so in other words horses have a real healing component to them yeah i feel like when i'm on a when I was on a horse, um, like they have a really, they're compassionate. They have a really um, heartwarming feeling to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Except for jerk horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there are those, yeah, who turn around and try to bite your leg. And, yeah. So swim, horseback ride. What else? Uh, ski. Ski? Like snow ski? Yeah. Why am I so pathetic in my response? To you? I'm like, no way you can do that. No, it's a little adaptive, but I do ski. What do you mean adaptive? You like, fall? No, <laughs> I mean... Because that's how I ski. There's a harness on me. Oh. And they hold the harness, but they physically let me do... I need that. ...on my own. Like, can I get one of those harnesses? <laughs> I don't know where to find them. Dude, I suck at skiing. 
It's me and a tree. That's it. Boom. <laughs> yeah. You are just an absolute bright light. Thank you. And I don't want to – it just sounds – I don't really know you. I'm sure you're a pain, uh, you know, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes so, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you are. Yeah. But I'm so glad you came on, on my radio show. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for doing it. Thanks, Drew. And, uh, I love it. You're, I don't know how far you live from here, but you're more than welcome to come back and hang out. And, cool. You know. Okay. If, you're, if the radio broadcasting school doesn't, didn't accept you, I will. Thank you. <laughs> come chill here sometimes. Thanks. Okay? Okay. Okay, very cool. Thank you, Bianca. Thanks, Drew. Bianca Salvo on the Drew Marshall Show.